This is Crystal Bunch, the music director here at KZMU and also the host of The Artist Speaks, which you are tuning into today. The artist I have here for The Artist Speaks today is Mariah Bailey. And I didn't ask you before we started recording here, but is that the correct pronunciation for that? Yeah, yeah, it is. Mariah Bailey. Perfect. And we are here to discuss the new album that you just released, I Tried Words. And I say just released because it's new. Um, So to me, that's anytime within the last six months, but it is a very recent release. And I am going to take the word straight from the Tiger Bomb um, website that they used to describe it, which probably came from you to begin with. But it It describes I Tried Words as being held together by words, their limits, their potential, and their weight. The album is in part a reflection on being taught that it is impolite to say no and or moments when Mariah Bailey said no and her no was violated. The album sits with the experience of speaking and not being heard, experiences of abuse, and how the experiences influence influence relationships with the self, with romantic partners, with friends, and with jobs. Again, I pulled that straight from Tiger Bomb. I think that's an absolute um, amazing description of what this album is. And again, thank you so much for joining me here today. Sometimes these albums aren't easy to talk about production and the stories behind them. And I, number one, want to say thank you for being strong and courageous and and using your personal experiences to record something that's so important for other people to hear so thank you for that um this album some tracks on the album that I really 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 enjoyed were wishful thoughts and not staying those are a couple of my favorites but let's just start with the album itself I tried words when did you start production on that what was the production like on that And anything else you want to throw in there about the production or the album itself? Yeah. um, So I actually started recording it, gosh, probably in 2020. Um, So it's been it's been a while. Um, I recorded all of the heart parts and then I, I sent the tracks to some musicians whose work I just really respect and admire. And they all added their own parts. And um, I gave them some direction, but really let them kind of explore that with with minimal direction. <laughs> um, and then they sent me their parts. And then I, I kind of did some more, a little bit of editing and sent it to be mixed and mastered. Um, so yeah, the, the result I think is... Um, what I think is a, a really kind of compelling illustration of, of the ideas in the album. Um, yeah, so it took, I guess, in total, probably a year or so to record with all of the different people involved. And it was during the pandemic. Um, so we couldn't really like meet together. Um, and then it's just kind of been sitting and waiting to be released. <laughs> so, yeah. That's the story behind a lot of albums. I, you know, which there's always new music coming out. I get so much new music as a music director up here at the station, but there's just been so much this last you know, year because everybody was making the albums, waiting to tour, waiting to release. And that was not happening and not happening and not happening. And now we just have this amazing just back backlog of new music which I think is really cool and a lot of people too that I speak to are like oh yeah like I already had that done and I've just been waiting so I already have a new album you know ready to go as well Mm -hmm. and where do you stand on that like while you were waiting were you still writing producing and 
in doing all of those things? Yeah, I mean, I've been writing some. I have uh, some things that I'm I'm ready to record, um, but they're uh, involve bigger ensembles and some uh, incorporation of other elements. <laughs> that it's going to be a, a more work to record. Um, and yeah, yeah, I, I definitely have some things that are in the works. Um, but I also, when I was actually, sorry, my dog is like, <laughs> you're all right. <laughs> you can't see him, but he's, he's like in, in front of me right now. Maybe he'll like make an appearance. Okay. Um, yeah. So I, I have some things that, um, I've been working on that are, um, that I'm really excited about. Um, I also, was in a um, graduate program the past few years. And so I also was spending some time doing other projects that weren't necessarily like directly related to music. Yeah. And I also know that you play the harp. So <laughs> when did that start? Like when, what age were you when you were like, I want to play this instrument and maybe I want to be a musician someday. When did that start for you? Yeah, I think um, my story, I think is like, is pretty different than most harpists. Um, so growing up, I, I played guitar and piano and um, sang, but I wasn't um, like a classical musician. Um, I really loved jazz and music theory, and I was really nerdy about that stuff, but I, um, I wasn't really that steeped in the classical world. Um, and so I actually didn't start playing the harp until I was in my early 20s. Um, and I I was working at a restaurant um, and I, I happened to work with a harpist. Um, and then there was also like a regular who would come into the restaurant and she played a small lever harp, a folk harp. And I just kind of became obsessed with the instrument. And I um, I remember looking up harps thinking about like, okay, I want to play the harp. And um, they're, if you just look them up online, they're like impossibly expensive. <laughs> and I was just like, okay, that's never happening. I'm never going to play the harp. Um, and then eventually I kind of uh, just, um, I couldn't stop thinking about it. And I I went for it and I, I took out a loan and I got a small full harp. And that's where I started with the harp. Um, and now it's weird because I'm like, a, I am like a classical musician now and I, I do play classical harp, but then I also do, you know, this other, this other thing with the harp where um, I really enjoy exploring the different textures and kind of sound worlds that the harp can create that haven't been explored and, or have minimally been explored. Yeah. Um, and you used harp on this album. Mm -hmm. So, and it was described as well as in Tiger Bomb too. Like I keep referring to that because it's just such a good explanation, but using that in this production, like not production piece, but in the production of the album, it was a lot of layering and looping. Mm -hmm. So what was that process like? I mean, I know it sounds pretty, pretty straightforward, but I, I've never seen it done with the harp or heard of it done with the heart so <laughs> yeah yeah um so that's before this album I I released one album before this album and every sound it's called sitting with sounds and listening for ghosts it was also released by killed scales and on that album every sound on the album was created with harper voice um and the vocals on that album are actually largely recorded through the soundboard of the harp so which doesn't necessarily so the soundboard it's like 
that's the big part, like the base of the harp and it's hollow. And so one of the things that I do is I will like drum on the harp or sing into that soundboard and it creates like an echo chamber. And so you can like, yeah, it's super cool. It's hard to describe, but it's like, it's very cool. Um, and so what I do, my harp is, um, amplified and it has, it has a, um, a pickup installed in it. And so I run the harp through effects pedals, just like you would the guitar. Okay. Um, yeah. And so then I do like all kinds of looping and layering drumming on the harp. Um, you know, I will use, um, mallets and run them over the string, the strings of the harp to create like vibrations and different kinds of sounds that's so um, cool. yeah so the, a lot of the sounds on this album some of them you you won't think they're harp but they are like sometimes people like misguess what what's harp and what's not harp um and and yeah and and the last album I think um it, there are times when you wouldn't know that every every sound is created with the harp um yeah speaking of that and because that is so unique in the process was unique in the production using the harp in I tried words how would you describe this album to a potential listener somebody that doesn't know you doesn't know your sound totally unfamiliar how would you describe this to them yeah um I always struggle with this to be honest (laughs) (laughs) I typically say something like it's experimental folk Mm -hmm. um, and that I use the sound in or I use the harp to kind of create a sound world that illustrates different emotions and ideas. Um, Another thing that I often will say is that I, you know, I run I run the harp through effects pedals. And um, so I use the harp in non-traditional ways to create sound worlds and tell stories through music. That's a great description because I wouldn't have done that well. I do agree (laughs) it's like this alternative folk. Um, That's actually how I have it labeled as alt folk um, here. And when I was like putting like my show is all the different genres and new music. So when I had played it on my show, it was like, where do I stick this so that we have these <laughs> transitions? But it's really great. And I'm I'm really, like I said, I'm really excited that it popped into my email. And I'm very grateful that you took the time to to sit down and like chat with us. Where can the listeners find more about you? Social media, where can they stream it? Where can they buy it? Yeah. So um Killed Scales website is the best place to buy it. Okay. Um, and their website's just killedscales.com. And then I'm on all of the social medias, I think. <laughs> um, but I'm not, I'm not like the the best at social media. I'm not the most active. Um, but I, I am there and you can follow me and I post updates. Um, I think Mariah Bailey, if you if you search Mariah Bailey should be able to find me on any of those platforms. Um, and then the album is also streamable I'm through Tidal, Apple Music, Spotify, um, I think all, all of those things. So awesome. cool. Well, I have a few more fun questions before we end today. <laughs> right. um, favorite musician? Oh, that's hard. <laughs> that's a hard question. <laughs> okay, how about favorite musician today? Um, <laughs> I'll just say what my first, my first instinct when you ask the question, which I, I want to say that I don't, I, this could change. It could change daily. 
but I think the musician who has had the most profound impact on my life and my music um, is Joni Mitchell. Um, oh, good one. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I, I think that um, I just have a really intense love for Joni Mitchell. Yeah, and, well, uh, as we should, I feel like. Right. <laughs> Um, I actually just had a DJ yesterday tell me that he has seen Joni Mitchell in her last concert before Woodstock. So she was on her way to Woodstock and it stopped in the concert before she played at Woodstock. He was able to go to and I was like blown away. Like, wow. <laughs> um, all right. Favorite song. Favorite song? Um, huh. You can pass on any of them too. <laughs> I think, yeah, I don't know if I can come up with a favorite song. Um, there are so many great songs. And now I just have like Joni Mitchell in my mind. So I'm only thinking of Joni Mitchell songs. <laughs> well, let's skip um, to the next one. Yeah. <laughs> Guilty Pleasure album. Oh, um, I don't know if this is, this. I guess it's sort of a guilty pleasure. I don't know. I really, the, the Romeo and Juliet soundtrack. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it has a dire straight on there <laughs> i love that song <laughs> yeah wait is that one on there or am i just losing my mind i think it is I dire straight because so. they romeo and juliet wow i haven't seen that movie in so long okay yeah. perfect i like that one <laughs> i may have to pull that up i used to own that when i was a teenager or young yeah. adult all right favorite concert you've attended oh um I, again I might change my mind I'm like but I, in this moment the first thing that came to my mind um I used to work at the Old Town School of Folk Music in Chicago mm -hmm. and I worked in concert production and so I saw all these musicians that I like maybe wouldn't have seen or known about if I wouldn't have worked there and one of them was a band called Lost in the Trees Okay. Um, and they had like a, a huge ensemble, but were also had like um, just these like incredible use of vocals and instruments in ways that I um, didn't expect. And it was like really moving and awesome. So that's really that's cool. the one that came to my mind. That's a new one for me. I'll have to look that one up as well. Um, all right. Dream collaboration. Oh, um, hmm. Sorry, I'm thinking. <laughs> no, that's all right. <laughs> I, <laughs> I interviewed an artist earlier and she was just like immediately Beyonce. And I was like, <laughs> I mean, that's a good one. Why not? It is Beyonce. A good one. <laughs> it's definitely a good one, but like her music style is like alt. Um, uh -huh. I would say very alternative. So it threw me when she said Beyonce. Yeah. Totally threw me for a little bit. Right. Um, yeah, that's funny. I don't I don't know that I've thought about that one enough. I like don't think of myself as in the realm of that possibilities of dream collaboration. All right. Well, we'll skip it for now, but don't sell yourself short. Put it on a vision board. All right. <laughs> okay, last one. If you could play one venue, one festival at like sky's the limit, what would be your dream venue or festival that you would play? Um, I think I, okay, this is like maybe cliche or something. Um, but, I'm sure it's not. <laughs> uh, well, I, I love, I mean, 
my dream venue would be like someplace probably like weird and outside and echoey and reverbery that somehow like you know something like that but when you said festival I thought I initially thought of Pitchfork Music Festival just because like I said I used to live in Chicago and I used to volunteer and go when I was like much younger and it would um like that that would be like a, a meaningful thing that would be full circle right right how cool Awesome. Well, Mariah, thank you so much for hanging out and um, to all the people who will be listening to this. Um, I am here on The Artist Speaks with Mariah Bailey and her new album, I Tried Words, just released. And I highly recommend everybody trying that out. You can find out about the album at Keeled scales.com that's k-e-e-l-e-d scales like in fish scales s-c-a-l-e-s.com and then you can just search mariah bailey to find any of those social media links and any streaming service to find the album again thank you so much and i hope that you have an amazing day and please keep in touch with any future releases awesome yeah and thank you so much for taking the time to interview me it's been it's been fun no problem